You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Beyond the Game. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Game, the podcast that takes you off the field and into the lives of former athletes, exploring the remarkable journeys they undertake after their careers. I'm your host, as always, Kendall Gammon. But first, Beyond the Game is made possible by our generous sponsor, Crown Automotive of Lawrence, Kansas, home to Crown Toyota and Crown Volkswagen. We're proud to have Miles Schler, the visionary owner of Crown Automotive, supporting our mission to share these incredible stories with you. Uh, with an unwavering commitment to excellence and customer satisfaction, visit crownautomotive.com and experience the crown difference. Today, we're joined by my former teammate, good friend, Gary Steels, third round pick out of West Virginia. Gary, thanks for joining us. And how are you doing, man? No problem, man. Hey, I'm, I'm doing great, man. It was a surprise. I got the text message last night. I said, you know what? Hey, Ken, want me to sit down and have a conversation with him, man? This is the uh, last time we talked, you was on 810 Sports. Remember out in, uh, over the park, so yeah, absolutely, and I still do some things there. You can catch me Fridays on eight ten at uh, uh, in the zone with Jason Anderson and Joshua Briscoe. So uh, I know Gary, you'll put that on your your calendar for that. But hey, let's let's not forget what I did text you. You were like, "Who is this?" Uh, which is the yeah, same. Yeah. My, my my name hadn't been in your 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 Rolodex too long. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I said, oh, this kid." So, but the, so my man, <laughs> I, I so, all good. I thought it was you. I said, "Okay, this is gonna be pretty cool." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things today, but let's start off as we as we record this today. Uh, the Chiefs are off of a win uh, at Las Vegas. I think it was thirty-one seventeen. Uh, just uh, tell me briefly what you've seen from the Chiefs this year. What you watch as you know, being a, a defensive you know linebacker, but really edge rusher. Just uh, tell me your your thoughts on the Chiefs. Probably more so the defense. I, mean, I can say, uh, you know, the Chiefs, it's been up and down. But, you know, that's just how yeah. they are. Even even in their their worst games, they're, they're, they're winning and they're, and they're playing uh, pretty much well. So that just lets you know, once they pick up, you know, pick up the pace and, you know, and the train start moving, hey, they, yeah. they, they can possibly get back to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, I don't like I don't like some of the up and down because it can be kind of, you know, heart-wrenching. Yes. Yeah. They get back on the same accord, you know. They, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, it's 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 fun to watch, no doubt about it. And, you know, division games are are, are never easy, right. certainly against the Raiders. I, I'm curious. You, know, I think you were a KC before I got there, but yeah. Um, just talk to me about what was Raider Week to you? Was it a big deal, uh, or was Denver more the rival from your st- standpoint? I mean, I, I didn't really realize how uh, how important the Raider Week was, and you know, right. And I got here. Actually, my first game ever playing in the, uh, you know, as, as an NFL player, I was active for the the Raiders game, you know, in 1999. And then Kyle, oh. I got a story. You know, it was it's me, Derek Thomas, out there on the field, and he said, "Okay." And then I said, "No, they don't. They're screaming at you. They're talking crap about you." So we went over there shaking the fans' hand. They love, we love you, DT. That he's a Raiders fan. That as soon as we walked away, then they start cursing us out again. So it's all love, man. So that was my first game. But as far as, like, I had to get to know a few players, you know, yeah. and I played, and that made it more intense because they were good players. And also, like, I just – the Raiders really did not want us to even be in the playoffs. I remember the year uh, Tim Brown was like, look, if we don't make it, they don't make it. I said, this is intense, and it's been a, it been a 
roller coaster ride ever since then. So, and then you can see the size in the locker room. Raider, Raider week, Raider week. Yeah, yeah. It's a regular day. Wow, you go out in the in the community. It's Raider week size. I'm like, this is. So then I just experienced it for those seven years. It was pretty cool. Well, that's interesting. You know, talk to me about that. You brought up DT. I forgot that you were teammates with him. That's obviously uh, he is an icon and certainly sorely missed. Just, just talk to me about DT. I mean, I hey, he was when when I first got drafted into the NFL. I remember I got a phone call, and when I got the phone call from Gunther Cunningham, you know, then the next thing I thought was, oh my God, I get to play with DT. So yeah. when I got there, you know, he started calling me G Stills. So that's where that's where the G Stills came from. You know, Derek, okay. you know, 24 years ago. And, uh, you know, I spent, you know, uh, Thanksgiving with him, Christmas with him. You know, his birthday is January 1st. You know, I spent New Year's with him. And I was supposed to go on a trip with him after the end of the season, but I had surgery. So he was he was the classic big brother of the NFL to me. Wow. Because, you know, I didn't have to do very much for, for the rookies besides just bring them food for the away games. I only had to yep. sing twice during many during a, a training camp. So he said, gee, only way I can protect you, man, you got to do some of the stuff. Because the linebackers didn't really care too much about, you know, hazing. Okay. So I had, a, I had a lot better off the field experiences with him. Even when we were, uh, 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 when I scored my first touchdown, you know, against San Diego, okay. you know, everybody was cheering me on. And then next, you know, when Derek Thomas ran out of the field, it was like a little kid, just like, man, you know, I'm getting my flowers from this guy that I look wow. like. He, he gave me a hug. He walked me off the field, and then it, it was it was then on, you know. So wow, that is the last game of that season. He said, "Yo, G Stills, could you come pick me up uh, and take me to the uh, airport because we were playing Seattle Seahawks?" Oh. And uh, I took him to his last game, man. Brought him home. So wow, experience so pretty, pretty intimate, yeah. Wow, that that's amazing. Very very cool to say. Now you were a third round pick. You went to West Virginia. Um, was West Virginia your first choice? Did you have a? I mean, you're for for, for those of you who don't know, G. Stills is an amazing athlete. I'm just not trying to just get on his good side, but I, I assume uh, your pass rush skills and your athleticism is really what brought you to the NFL. But did you have choices out of West Virginia, or was that where you wanted to go? Oh, yeah, I, I had choices out of, you know, Rutgers, West Virginia. You know, I had some Ohio States. I had some um, schools, but then it it became down to Rutgers and West Virginia. Okay. Rutgers was too close to home. Gotcha. And West Virginia was far enough away from home to feel like I am away. So five hours away versus 45 minutes, I'm yep. not supposed to go to West Virginia. And plus, the school, you know, the, the visit was pretty boring. So I thought okay. they, they come they come to find out I was the number one party school in the country. I said, "Oh my God, I've been bamboozled." So yeah, <laughs> it came down to those two schools, and it was really the distance that made it. That's interesting. You know, my 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 son played at K State, and he played West Virginia uh, several different times, and and he did make mention of the fact that uh, there was really no other place like West Virginia when you're playing. He said the fans, uh, they, they don't play. They they pregame pretty hard and they're ready to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and they're they and they they're good peoples too. Yep. It really, you really have a good time because it's their NFL, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so West Virginia, Mountaineers is their NFL team. And they love you. They they take care of you. They make sure you're good. I had some, I had some people that I never even knew. You know, yep. You know, open arms 
took care of me. You know, I was a poor kid in in college, so right. Help, interesting. Help, help me emotionally, you know, get through yep. it. It's pretty That's interesting. awesome. That is interesting. You know, tell me this. Okay. I mean, I was drafting the 11th round, so I was way on down, the equivalent of a free agent now. But you were drafting in the third round. Um, just talk to me about that experience. I mean, I would assume it had to be surreal. Yeah, I was uh, – because I was the number two uh, outside linebacker in the country. Okay. But I was injured a lot. You know, I broke my my my, my patella twice, broke my thumb. You know, I was, you know, had, wow. some, had a few surgeries before I even got the, to uh to the pros. And wow. that's part of the reason why I couldn't go on a vacation with Derek Thomas because I had, you know, I had had knee surgery. And uh uh so that that day, you know, back then, first, second, third round was on day one. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm going. Thought I was going to Jacksonville, and I was getting a little emotional because I'm like, man, look, you know, I I worked my butt off, but then I remember yeah. at, at the combine they said you broke up a little bit, so I was even blessed to even get drafted. So right, I got the phone call. I didn't even know I was drafted. My name just came up, and I said it's time now. Then I got the phone call from Gunther Cunningham. I said, dear, I, oh my god, I get to play with DT and. Head to Kansas City. That is that is amazing. Now, um, you you played on the edge. You did some different things, but you 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 were always a, a, a not only a special teams player, but a great special teams player. You, I was fortunate not enough to have you by me uh, for several years. So when we were on the punt team, um, you know, on kickoff return. And what I'm getting at with this is just talk to me. You know, just recently, our teammate uh, Dante. Hall was inducted into the the, uh, the Hall of Fame, and obviously one of the greatest returners. Yeah. You're a big part of that. You're you're on a lot of those returns because you're out there, you're leading the way and and helping with that. And Dante's very he's very humble. The fact that it was those ten other guys that were helping him yeah. do what he did, although although he was special. Just just talk to me about that. Talk to me about the time you know w- when he had the streak going, and like it was like every time he got on the field. Uh, he was a chance to go all the way, and it was—it seemed like it was special. I mean, we felt it on the sideline as well. It—it it was electrifying, you know. After a while, because it was like he just came from out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And it was kind of like when, when I when they, when they told me in two thousand one, the same time, you know, they Dante came to the light is when that's just something that we had to take on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then looking at Dante, and then what helped me out was. He was our star returner, and I was the yeah. guy covering. And my story is a little different than Dante's, but because Dick Vermeil, you mean his 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 passion, his love for family and connection, really, really gave Dante a lot of boost to win yeah. a lot better because of that acceptance. And and I felt yeah. the same way with with Dante. But Dante was he was so electrifying, man. You know, like even with some of those blocks, man. You know, I, I, of course, I missed a few blocks, and most of them I missed watching him because he was so good. <laughs> like I remember the yep. game, we sitting around looking like <laughs> we turned around, and next thing you know, he done had seventy eight yep. guys miss, and he's running down a sideline because it ain't no way you can have three or four different dudes running down a field next to you on your same team when half of us wasn't watching you do your thing. So exactly, a lot of that. And Dick Vermeule even said it. He said, I never realized I was going to say to Dante, you was going to do something with nobody blocking because we were yeah. watching him, man. And that, <laughs> that's how good he was. There's no other return in the world 
that I could say that the the guys that were blocking for him was looking at him with the referee, with everybody yeah. in the stands, like this guy is good. <laughs> it is amazing, you know. I'm, I I yeah. still I, I still go to one of the doctors. I won't say his name, but I still go to one of the doctors who was our team doc uh, with the Chiefs, and and he did mention to me once uh, that uh, in checking peripheral vision. Dante had the most incredible peripheral vision he had ever uh, diagnosed. And it, 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 it makes sense when you when you look, because you felt like he had eyes in the back of his head at times, understanding where people were that you didn't think he could actually see. Yes. Uh, I remember, I remember uh, that Browns game. And you yeah. know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of pushback from that. But when Dante took off running, the first thing I said was, Dante is going to take the grass, right? And Dante yeah. going to beat me. So I was racing Dante to make sure I don't get too far behind him. Yeah. I didn't realize I was running for my dear life. Yeah. <laughs> and Dante That's made it behind me, and then the guy slipped in my But from what was going on in my head, I was like, this dude is about to catch me, and the guy in front of him is going to, in front of me, is going to come over top. So, you know, you know the rule, never block behind you. Yeah, Exactly. And and Dante, that's that's the one that's the one uh, uh, block that I regret, of course. But you know, Dante is an absolutely amazing guy, man. So yeah, and and, and I think um, I mean, and you're the same way, but very humble. I mean, just a good guy. We were, we were close. You and I were close. Oh yeah, uh, and and had a good time messing with each yeah. other all the time. And you know, to talk about that. Talk about the locker room a little bit. No, I mean, we can. Everybody talks about all the field what's going on, but just talk about how special and how close locker rooms are. It, it it was it was that locker room versus the locker room before you know with the gold uh, room and the and the uh, Dick Vermeil it was more family in that locker room and we knew Dick Vermeil brought the family energy to the locker right. room you saw all types of people guys in there you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. you know yep. Dante wasn't very tall you know and then you have uh, uh, you got Willie Rolfe then you got you coming from being a you know all star center to coming. Playing a uh, 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 you know long snapper right next to me, right. you know, making my life better because I was you know not forced, but you know, special teams wasn't my first choice. It was something right. I exactly. I said, look, okay, because because uh, you know I get I get into that story, but the locker room was good. We had a lot of guys that hung out with each other. You know, yeah, no doubt we talked. It wasn't clickish like that, yeah, because everybody was just like you know. Everybody was cool. Yeah. Nobody, I, I mean, if they had fuses, then nobody really necessarily knew about it outside of guys angry over contracts and different things like that. But the brother love, the brother love, you know, the connection with one another, just the on the field energy was, you know, off the chain. You, you got Kendall Gammon, you got me, you know, you got La West, you got all kind of Benny, Benny Sapp, you got Derek Blaylock, super char. You could think about it. Your best, your second best running back was a, a star special teams player. Yeah, exactly. If you ask me, Greg Wesley could he was like the cover dude, like no everybody slept on. You had Quick Eber, you know. We had all these different dudes that was on special teams, and it made me look better because they said I was the guy. And I'm like, thank y'all for be being absolutely amazing as well to make me look better. So. <laughs> Yeah, real brought some good good dudes in there, man, and it really made that team better. Now with the defense, if we'd have been a little bit better on defense, we, we would have had a chance, of course. But mm -hmm. 
we couldn't hold that end of the that end of the bargain up. And you know, sometimes I think about that. But, you know. Yeah, it is. Well, it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, it, it, it's amazing to me. And maybe you could speak to this because you come in, you're you know second rated, you know edge rusher, however you want to say it. And, and I mean. Your 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 big mark, I, I feel like, was special teams in the NFL for quite some time, and and people don't understand um, that it, it can be hard at times. You go from being a star to you know maybe not playing special teams in college to getting that way. But everybody, first round picks, play special teams, and and just how important it is. It is one phase of the game. I didn't realize, even looking back, because you know, just I look back at Lawrence Taylor and Derek Thomas and all of them. I didn't realize good Derek Thomas, Lawrence Taylor and them guys was on special teams. Lawrence Taylor was Lawrence Taylor was a gunner. Was he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yo, and I'm wow. Back and I'm like, it made me it made me feel better because I'm like, these dudes were super all stars, the best right. ever, and they did what I did. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And yep. especially in college. Oh my God, it was actually and then I didn't realize how much special teams that I played in college. So after my first and second year, the new regime came in, and Frank Gass came in the locker room and ripped me, man. He, he oh, really? When he ripped me, I felt like he was telling me something. Not that he was oh. he was getting on me. He said, yo, you know, sometimes he was ripping me yeah. in front of the whole team. And I said, yeah. okay. And I'm that type of person. If you tell me something like that, and I turned it on, and I mean, we played the uh, – Watch the Reds get. I had 20 tackles in preseason. Oh, wow. 20 tackles in the whole preseason, uh, four games. And that was, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> I said, now I, I, I took it upon myself to use, to, to, to cover special teams as if I was on defense. Right. Absolutely. So I know the returns. I knew the people. I know yep. how blocking schemes. So that's how I was able to make so many tackles because I was already my my alternative learning curve is is taking space and making it small. In the other red ring, I'll get confused, but that's why I can run down the field on special team and bring everything together and zero in on the target. So I had to learn that about myself. Yeah, that's 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 amazing, and special team is so very important. Um, all right, let's take a break, and then when we come back. Uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit of post career. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. For all your new Toyota or Volkswagen needs, look no further than Miles Schnares Crown Automotive in Lawrence, Kansas. Call 785-843-7700 or visit them online at crownautomotive.com. Crown Automotive. Experience the crown difference. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive, and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas Store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. 
It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season is just around the corner and it may be a time of gift giving or spending time together with your family. But during this time, you get to define what gift you might give to yourself. The holiday season can also be a time of extra added stress to your life. Whether it's extra stress from possible holiday travel or extra financial stress of gift giving during holiday season or maybe just stress from being around family. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easy on yourself during tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KCSN. All right, back with Gary Stills, my former teammate, uh, Kansas City, a long time Kansas City Chief, and uh, edge rusher, outside linebacker, whatever you want to call. Okay, G. Stills, uh, you played in the NFL. I think you played for Baltimore and uh, the Rams also a little bit as, as well. Um but the career ends like it does for everybody. Um, talk to me about how that was uh, to begin with in terms of how you went out, what you were feeling, because this is something that I, I don't think people really understand all the time. I mean, I, I went out with, uh, you know, um, you know, I was older, 36, and my knee was right. Really so 
I was supposed to go back to the Raiders. Go, no, go to the oh. Raiders. But Al Davis was like, yeah, he's too old. That's what we say. And I felt like I was in pretty good shape. And then, you know, that transition was was easy for me because football wasn't necessarily my life, you know. Okay. Family and my, you know, and, and a connection with 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 people. Yeah. And don't get me wrong now, I missed it for a little bit, but I was actually mm -hmm. spending time with my kids and go to their football games and my daughters and all that. So I was ready. I, I got a lot of good family time. And then, you know, of course, dealing with injuries, you know, I have five yeah. You know, you know how it is. All those different things that come along with getting beat down, you know, brain stuff, headaches, you know. Yep. All the stuff that go along with, you know, trying to stay on top of your game. And, you know, kind of yeah, it, good days and bad days. Some days it's like other days you can be up and pep. So. Yep. How about, how, about, how about as far as what, what did you do professionally after the game? Did, did you give yourself a little time to rest? I know for me, I took a year off before I decided to do anything. What how, what was your transition? My transition was to try to be a, a more of a professional dad. You know what I'm saying? I, awesome. I mean, I Very cool. I've never, I've, I didn't take on any work after that. I retired. Okay. And, you know, I, I had some plans. Good for you. And, you know, that's why I can like kind of coach and, you know, and deal with you know, some of the stuff that I deal with because of just, you know, right. Well, it, it, all, it also shows that you took care of the funds and, and what was dealt to you financially during your career, which is, which is awesome. How about you mentioned, you mentioned your kids and you mentioned specifically watching them play football. Um, I, I don't know the story as much, so I'm asking as much as anything, which is t talk to me about about your son, who where he went to college and, and what he's doing now, football wise. Yeah, my uh, my oldest son, you know, he uh, he went to the Raiders, went to the Raiders for one year, then he got hurt and went to the came to the Chiefs two years ago, actually last sure. year, their their Super Bowl year, and mm -hmm. the injury couldn't he couldn't come come back. He had to have a, a Right, herniated disc, herniated disc surgery. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Uh, okay. You know, so he just kind of went on to coach and whatever. You know, couldn't overcome that. It was a little right. It was a little bit. It was a little bit bad for him. And now, you know, I'm a grandfather. You know, uh, awesome. My granddaughter ran. I got another granddaughter on the way. And my youngest, my youngest son, went to uh, uh got drafted to the Arizona Cardinals. He's okay. Looking at you know, in the top five rookies, you know, yeah. so working his way up to possibly getting rookie of the year. Let's cross our face. He defensive rookie of the year. So he's doing pretty good. You know, he got he got, right. he got some real good guys that's you know kind of headwaying him. So got one that's doing this thing right now. Yeah, unfortunately for Arizona, not doing very well. And I got one that played in the league and just kind of injuries kind of got to. Him. Talk to me about though, um, where both of them, I, I forget where, where did they go to college? Well, come on, Kendall Gamer. Did, were they both West Virginia? Yes. I, thought, I knew one was. I didn't, well, I, I know my, I think my son played against uh, your, your oldest because when he was at K State. So, so this is what I want to get to though, which is, I mean, you know, I played 15 years. I played at Pittsburgh State University. We won a national championship, right. all that different stuff. And it can be stressful at times. But man, it's not as stressful as watching your kids do it when you can't control anything, right? You, you know what I'm gonna tell you? What after a while, I learned in in high school that they're not gonna completely listen to us, right? Right. <laughs> like you're, 
I said, so when he went to college, I said, I relinquished all my football responsibilities to the University of West Virginia. <laughs> because then you go there, then they get another field, and then, you know, they start to get into their own, and I'm on, I'm at the games, and then they, he's looking at me in the stands saying, did I do this, did I do this right? I'm like, yeah, I told you this three years ago. <laughs> I, I remember to, we went to we went to a camp in uh, a Nike camp, and a lot of the guys uh -huh. that I played with were their coaches. They were telling yep. the same same thing: set line, speed rush, and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there looking at my son, like, "Come on!" But you know, I'm dad. Yo, I exactly. Gotta I gotta feed you, give you some clothes, and give you a house, so you're not gonna listen to. <laughs> so daddy, he's good. He's a, they're professional now, and I tell you what, I I, I would. Every moment is is amazing. It is. I mean, the kids are. I mean, obviously, we're we're not breaking ground here. Everybody loves their kids, and you go through things with them that uh, so much harder than than yourself. But um, yes, when you look back at your, yeah. I mean, at your career, um, you know, from college to to the NFL to your kids, you know, doing the different things they are. I mean, I mean, what comes to mind? I mean, I, I, you seem like a very grateful person. You seem like a very introspective person. I always thought that when when we played together. Just talk to me about, I mean, did at what point did it occur to you how fortunate you were and how much hard work you put in to actually get where you were and do what you've done? Well, I must say, you know, it was easy for me because we didn't have distractions like that. You know, we, we were young. Right. And once we decided we wanted to play, something it wasn't anything that will pull us away from it outside of school yep. and bully a few bullies every once in a while and girls mm -hmm. right so there was it wasn't bad so i decided i wanted to play football when i was 11 years old okay and I just you know that's when the milk does your body good i drink milk i did all these things <laughs> uh -huh. and i didn't hang out and i just said you know i'll have my fun when i get to the league and i was like the only guy in my high school to make it to the pros because I, wow. them, you know, of course I went to, you know, I'm from Trent, New Jersey's, you know, uh, Troy Vincent, you know, he's, yeah, absolutely. You know, Troy real well. Yeah. We were neighbors, you know, and he, he lived, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. He lived, I lived 17 Faircrest and he lived 19 Faircrest. And, uh, it was, um, my family and his family, you know, we all kind of grew up, uh, Troy went off to college, of course. And then, you know, you got Kevin Johnson. That went to uh, Kevin Johnson went to the Browns and went to Syracuse, Trent, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but he went out to the townships. But uh, it was it was uh, we were very poor, mm -hmm. but I was happy. Right. Okay. Very poor, but I was peaceful. My mom worked every day. You know, fortunately for me, you know, my mom and dad wasn't together. But my stepdad couldn't find a better sub to fill in dad oh, come in and oh my god that's why i can never you know he he's he's absolutely amazing uh you know my mom mom he's 84 my mom is 74 so that's and awesome. then i decided went to valley force military academy for two years and then i went to the uh west virginia university and then mm -hmm. to the pro so it was it was a very smooth ride interesting that i love hearing that because we, it's not actually the norm. I mean, you're you're outside the norm a little bit, which is an awesome thing. And also, I hear you saying something, which is what I speak about with corporations and schools and whatever is is 
about your mindset. It sounds like you developed a mindset of what you wanted to do very early on and certainly yeah. were very probably mature beyond your years in terms of deciding what you wanted to do. Yeah, I just, I just, that's why I learned, I say this, you, you can't motivate me because if you got to motivate me, then, I mean, I don't need to be out there, you know. It's about this, the best, the best is about discipline. It's, if I got to motivate you to get out, I, I got up six o'clock in the morning, I worked out. You know, we was in a play, mm -hmm. we went with Billy Long, getting up, no problem. Oh, yeah, ten out. So, and these kids has to be motivated by something. And I think that's the difference. We we didn't have that. It was pure organic. We went to the pros because we were pure organic. You know, I yeah. don't know about I don't know about your upbringing, but I was I was. It was okay for me to be like, you know what? I'm gonna take my mom and dad out to out the ghetto, and then that's I, pretty cool. And I'm, and I'm gonna use football to do it. Never knew that yeah. it was as financially lucrative as it as it is, but you know, right. And then I stayed. I stayed. I was. I was born seven months. I'm a premium. I'm. I'm a big guy. I just two things against That's awesome. me. So like, you know, everything turned out to be very well in my life, man. Absolutely. You know what? The things that are supposed to happen happen. I think the universe uh, wills it, and, and and we could go on all about that. But uh, gee, great memories of you. I appreciate you joining us today. I know we could go on for years and years. But I, you know, the beautiful thing I like is we reconnected here in the last couple of years. And it was like we were just in the locker room the day before. That's what I love about some of this stuff is uh, so many of the guys there. It's just it's just like we pick up right where we left off. Yeah, that, that that's the, the ambassadors group, man. I didn't realize how amazing and important it is. Yeah, it is to me. Period. Like, cause going to other teams, I'm out of Arizona. They don't have that. I'm talking right. to other different NFL player personnel to say, look, y'all need an ambassador group, even with Minnesota. You know, cause like yeah. it goes up there. Yep. See, I can, can, this will really, really help the NFL with off-season community, you know, uh, uh, being community activists for for, uh, for wherever you're located. So, yeah, ambassador really, I, so I appreciate it. You should, I, I'm upset yeah. with you because you should have beat me over the head and got me a little earlier. But, you know, yeah. you should have told me about this. Hey, you, you defensive guys, you, you're, it, it's tough to get a message through you defensive guys. Absolutely. We're, we're just happy that you show up within 30 minutes of when we've asked. So that's where we go with. So, you know, I'm playing with the G Stills. You know, I love you. Okay, that is it today. Uh, thanks to Gary Stills. Uh, guys, if you'd like to hear more, you can catch me on Sports Radio 810 in the zone with Jason Anderson each and every Friday at noon during the Chiefs season. And also on KCMO Talk Radio, Mondays and Fridays at 7 a.m., Mundo in the morning, now on 95.7 FM. Or you can also follow me on X at Kendall Gammon. Uh, Beyond the Game is made possible by our generous sponsor, Miles Schneider's Crown Automotive of Lawrence, Kansas, home to Crown Toyota and Crown Volkswagen. Visit them online at Crown Automotive to experience the Crown difference. Gary, as always, thanks again. Love you. I will see you at the next uh, Ambassadors meeting. Take care. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. You bet. Okay, you've been listening to another episode of Beyond the Game.